This episode is sponsored by ContentFind, a premium video editing and content repurposing service for busy content creators, influencers, brands, podcasters, YouTubers, and marketers. ContentFi provides unlimited end-to-end editing and repurposing services to help you get your video and audio content edited and repurposed quickly, easily, and reliably. Join other busy content creators, founders, brands, and marketers who now spend even more time creating while they take care of the rest. You no longer need to worry about spending hours editing anymore. Just create content, build your audience, and grow your business. If you're a content creator looking to save time and money, or looking to outsource your content marketing team, get your first free video edited now at contentfi.co. If you'd like to sponsor the SaaS District podcast, or recommend any guests that you think would be valuable to be on the show, visit horizoncapital.com slash SaaS dash podcast today. Thanks again, folks. Hello, hello, everyone. This is your host, Akil Jabbar, and welcome back to another episode of SaaS District. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how to effectively align customer-focused marketing and product design. Today, we have our special guest, Paul Cohen, joining us. Paul is the CMO at FreshBooks, one of the top accounting software in the cloud for owners, self-employed professionals, and their teams. Paul, with his 20-plus years experience, he has held leadership positions at large corporations, corporations such as Shutterstock, Feast, where he was the co-founder, Dive Networks, and Spinmaster. He's marketed phones, food, booze, toys, and more recently, SaaS products. He's, cre- he's creative, and his experience has allowed him to create award-winning marketing campaigns. So when he's not brainstorming new ways to transform the ad industry with the FreshBooks uh, global marketing team, you may find him building things at his cabin in Toronto uh, or sliding down the side of a mountain on some fresh snow. So welcome, Paul, my, my fellow Canadian, and uh, super excited to have you on the SaaS District Show today. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being here. I couldn't have done an intro better myself. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I want I want to start off kind of simple. You know, when we're talking about you know customer experience for for people, you know, trying to understand what what is customer experience and and how do you differentiate that or maybe tie that back in when you're thinking about overall product experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. I, I love uh, you know just talking about customer experience and product experience and brand and all these kinds of things because. You know they're all really one in the same, and and I think it, it it breaks down into into how things are are really kind of executed and and where strategies roll in together. You know I think like you know a, a brand alone or doesn't won't drive product adoption. The product alone won't drive product adoption, and and the whole thing is really is really just this customer experience that you're you're trying to create. Um, you know I've always been uh, focused on on. Finding great experiences. What are what what are the, the the great kind of journeys and experiences that are 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 really focused and around what it is that you're trying to do for for your customers? And some of it may live in the product. Some of it may live in your customer support activities. Some of it may live in your your marketing and, and the act activities that you do there. And and it's really about like dialing it all back to what you're trying to do as a company. So you know you know whether you want to call them magic moments or um, or, or things of that nature, it's it's really about dialing in on on those pieces. You know, at, at FreshBooks, um, 
you know, we you, you mentioned before, we're we're a platform. We're built for owners. That's the thing that we we always go back to. So you know, any any, any SaaS company or any brand in general just needs to find that thing that they're all about. So. Mm-hmm when we're trying to create those product experiences or when we're trying to create those great customer experiences, what we're, what we're really dialed in on is like, how do we make sure we're doing it for owners and, and how are we taking this world of accounting, which, you know, to be frank, not a lot of people are mm. like, I love accounting, but <laughs> so it's like, how do we make that great for them um, and, and make it kind of painless for them as well? Got it. And, and, you know, kind of a step further for you know, people who are maybe marketers in, in our audience or people who are focused on building the brand. I think you've spoken this in the past on how brands are really built by essentially the whole experience they create. Um, yeah. And when it comes to that overlap of, you know, we talked about customers and products. What about when it comes to, you know, advertising and the customer experience? Um, how does that affect the kind of the overall brand experience? And, you know, what's that? Can you share the importance of that overlap? Yeah, for sure. So, so, you know, as I was kind of getting at where, you know, we've dialed in on, on our, our focus being owners, um, then we have to like figure out how, how we're living that every day from the advertising to the product. So, you know, we are, our product marketing org and, and, and myself, like we work a lot with our product team to, to be making sure like everything we're doing in the product is, is dialed in on making things easier for owners so that they can come in and have these extraordinary experiences within our platform every day. Likewise, we, you know, in the customer support team, we do the same thing where, hey, we answer the phone in, in four rings and, and we make sure, and, and most people are quite surprised by that. So if they, if they actually call and someone actually picks up the phone and, and it's actually without having to sit in a queue, uh, those are all things that are, 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 are that just make people's, uh, that really surprise people in terms of their, their experiences for us or with us. And then it always goes back. I think, you know, advertising is just another piece of that, of that puzzle where what we're doing is making sure like, uh, we're speaking to owners in everything that we're doing and, and we're understanding, you know, the jobs that owners need to get done. And we're talking about those things in their language and stuff. I think the biggest challenge, especially in like the, the SaaS world is like, is knowing your audience. So, you know, a lot of us, a lot of SaaS is built for, um, uh, for businesses or B2B. And, um, and, and, you know, you might be broad, like we're a very, we, we attract everybody kind of in the, in the, the small side of the SMB ecosystem and they can look like everybody. Um, and, and if you're, if you go into enterprise, you might really, really know your buyer and stuff like that, but it's, it's about making sure like you can, you can really kind of speak to them at all those different points and understand all those different pain points and address all those different types of things at each, each kind of stage in your journey. Um, Mm -hmm. but again, I think it always, always goes back to like picking your lane and making sure that you're true to that and, and avoiding kind of the, the creep, which will invariably happen um, in, in any kind of, whether it's product experience you're creating or, or any kind of market expansion opportunities you're doing and, and just being like laser focused on, on who you're servicing today, what are they looking for, what works for them, and then expanding beyond there. Hmm. It's, it's funny you mentioned that uh, you know around people having to wait in line like that's just become the norm now for a lot of businesses right like <laughs> people people have, you know you, you jump on the support and getting somebody actually to answer within the first ring is like like what what, what just happened here something wrong but I mean oh, that's, yeah. that's all, it's so simple right but people yeah. people would be happy with that <laughs> it, it's am- it's amazing what people will gravitate towards in terms of like things that um, surprise and delight them right like so exactly. you know it's, it's an overused term but it's just like how how do you just make sure you're doing things for your customers that they like and appreciate. And yeah. so, you know, we, when COVID hit like last March, um, we had this program that we were looking to launch. Uh, we were calling it Roll Up Your Sleeves. 
And it was, it was we we're kind of like, hey, we've got like, you know, there's, you know, 500 some odd people who work for FreshBooks globally and they all have skills and, and capabilities. And, and so the, our head of, of communications, Lindsay, at the time, she's like, hey, I want to run this program um, and, uh, and, and let's just launch it now because like COVID's hitting, it's this big thing. And the whole notion of the program was like, how can we like, we're a bunch of like seasoned professional people within FreshBooks. How can we roll up our sleeves and do things for your business? Because we know that a lot of small mm. business owners, they're either, you know, they might be a solopreneur, but, or, or, or running a shop of 20 people in web development or something like that. But they often like that whole old adage, like, hey, it's lonely at the top. We're like, how can we go in and, and help them? Um, mm. and, and just like, they might be having some problems, like it, it, anything from like SEO to, we, you know, and so we, we went out and went out to our customer base and said, hey, how can we help you? And so people came, they, they you know, helped me optimize my website. Um, uh, I, I helped someone do some business consulting in, in terms of pivoting their business through COVID. Um, we had a guy who, one of our web devs actually hung, hung drywall at a local daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the whole point of it was like, our lane is picked around owners and helping owners and doing it at more of a grassroots, like, a personal and human level, which is why we pick up the phone right. and talk to them and don't push them to like, you know, a, a website for customer support. And that's why we try to do it at the human level a bit with like actually connecting with them. So, so mm. I think in, in this area, it's all about like, we're trying to do these things that are a little bit more unexpected um, mm. because we know that folks like, you know, in competing with QuickBooks and Intuit, um, they're probably not doing these types of things. And, and so the challenge for us will be, how do we keep scaling that as we get bigger and and, um, uh, and and grow globally? Right, and I think that's the easy part when it comes to SaaS, right? That sounds kind of counterintuitive, right? You're doing all these these human interactions, where you know, which is the whole kind of point of, of building a business. But you know, when it comes to SaaS, you're like, okay, how do we scale this? This is not scalable, and yeah. just, it's easy to hide behind the product, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. That's the it's like, will it scale? But you have to scale everything. Like exactly. everything needs to scale. So yeah, exactly. it's, a, it's a big challenge. You know, we talked a little bit about on the advertising side. So, yeah. um, you know, like, you know, we run ads as well, you know, for many SaaS companies, people listening in, um, you know, when it comes to running those campaigns, you think the same thing, like, how do we really scale this? But, you know, you, you can kind of dial that in on the advertising side. Um, but m- maybe, you know, people don't think about what, especially, you know, people who are very, you know, experts in that field on the overall customer experience and how that really affects the, the, the overall results. Um, well, why is that that people don't really think about that? And how can maybe SaaS founders look at using that approach within their own business? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, a lot of people go to, you know, they've hit some sort of good product market fit. Um, mm-hmm. And then the question is always like, will will it scale? And and what are the different um, things that people are going to do to be able to, to scale uh, their experiences? So so I think there's lots of ways like that, that you can actually take, um, take your experiences and scale. The first and easiest place is like dump money into the top part of your funnel and, mm-hmm. and start, driving more demand. And, and that's the place that everyone goes. But often and what I've seen with a lot of the companies that, that we speak with is like, they get really inefficient really fast. So they, they blow up their CAC. They don't give it enough time. They may try like uh, adding a new channel like sales or something like that. Um, but, but I think that, you know, the, the biggest issue is like, how, how can you make sure you're giving things like advertising or marketing spend or things like that enough time to kind of percolate? Um, I think like customer experience and, and being able to create all of these points throughout a journey, um, they're absolutely like with the, I think one great thing that 
technology has given marketers is the ability to scale out experiences. So, you know, whether I want to be able to, you know, we, you know, at FreshBooks, we used to do stuff like, hey, if someone had, it was their anniversary, like someone may send them a cake or they hit a milestone of sending like a thousandth invoice, they would get like a, a, a package from our customer support team. And so we're just like, yeah, marketing automation, how do we just keep doing that stuff and, and, and make sure we allocate budget to customer loyalty and retention and, and it just goes into there. So I think like as, as companies grow, the one thing that they lose is like the sight of the customer. And, and what they need to do is make sure that they've got voice of customer programs, they've got weekly customer interviews set up and that at, at every point they're bringing the customer back in almost with like a maniacal... Um, over fixation on it because the the I think where where most companies go wrong is that as they've scaled up and they start to 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 do things like put way more money into marketing and they put more stuff into automation and systems they they absolutely lose sight of who's buying the product and the problems that that exist with them uh, on on a day in a day out basis and using the product. Mm. So so you mentioned one thing on the the ad side which was you know not giving it enough time like how, how would you quantify that like. You know, is, is it time, you know, time period, you know, uh, like, you know, a month, six months, a year, or are we talking, you know, uh, you know, dollar impressions, or do you have some kind of quantifiable way to, to just, uh, to, to kind of uh, help our audience think about it? You know, I, I, I wish there was like a, a, a number, but I think a lot of it has to do with gut. So when I first mm-hmm. came into FreshBooks, we were, we were running a pretty hardcore performance model in SEM. The company had okay. done a lot of stuff, DRTV, they'd run like a bunch of other activities in different places over the years. Like we've been around for, for 15 years. So, so lots of, of things they've done over, over the period of time. When I came in, I'm like, hey, it doesn't feel like we're, we're actually going out and doing anything beyond just intent-based activity through SEM. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got the team, we started doing things like spending money on Facebook, but like our cat costs, were like, or no, our cost per trial was like two thousand dollars. The unit and the unit economics do not work in that in that mm. situation. And so, like, I'm like, oh my god! Like at, at Shutterstock, I was able to, I was driving enterprise deals off of Instagram, and and so I'm like, how can I not attract a SMB owner uh, much more cost effectively? You know, our problem there was just really having the right partners and people to make these things happen. So, you know, uh, a, a lot of times it's like, we, you know, we were just seeing it like. Like what the data was telling me is that I should cut it and just go into performance or, or find another channel where I knew the channel would work well for us, but I just need to get the right people doing the right things in those channels so that we're doing it in the appropriate places. And, and so for me, like we spent, we spent and I'm like, hey, like we've got to just like shift and, and do something different. Um, but so sometimes I think it's a little bit of like, you, you just have to kind of know when you know and and so yeah. it's 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 being able to kind of call the ball it's whether it's like i think like a good 3 months is always a good kind of a a, a good time frame for to be able to give you enough uh, enough yeah. but it all depends on sales cycles and you know if you've got a a 12 month sales cycle for enterprise software versus like if we're turning and burning in our in our sales cycle or our our performance cycle is 30 days then mm. then uh, it's just giving enough time so you have have that kind of uh, understanding Mm, yeah, are you guys still running Facebook ads today, or did you guys make kind of a switch? I don't know. If Hell that, yeah, that no, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're doing. We made it work. We're actually nice. it's one of our it's one of our best performing channels. And the guy who who runs all of our our social and displays guy Jeff, like he's he's just turned it into a into a machine. So you know we're nice. in a good spot of of we actually can spend uh, way more money than we currently have in budget. So I'm mm. I'm I'm always asking for more money, and and we just need mm-hmm. to kind of incrementally uh, improve so that we can show the the results every time. And and nice. so our big challenge now is how much money 
can we actually put into it uh, before we hit any any additional ceilings? Nice, nice. It's always nice when you're able to to show that with ads. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> so we want to switch gears a little bit on on product development. So we talked yeah. about your know, customer experience. Uh, you know, uh, so when it comes to product, what is what do you have? A, do you have a process for how maybe a product team should adapt some of these expectations and lead users? To kind of value in general, you know, to value the users in general and kind of stay competitive. How do you, how do you bridge that, um, yeah. you know, that overlap with with the, the marketers and then also you know customer experience? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges in 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 you know product and product development is kind of how do you separate the um, the ongoing kind of like just general improvements that you need to make to your platform um, versus what are those like big investments and seismic shifts that that you need to make. Uh, to to really kind of help transform what you're doing from a from a, a product and company standpoint. So, you know, the, the process that we follow, we we've got a, a pretty great um, uh, we call it QBR process. Lots of people call it different things, but it's really about like how do how do we like do business casing against like kind of bigger bets that we can make um, mm. in terms of uh, of what we should be doing from a, a strategic standpoint. So those are kind of like. What are the what are the the big swings that we could make that would require a lot of money, people, and time to do it? The interesting thing, and so other companies I've been at, you know, we've done them um, more on like an annual cycle, uh, or or we'd run it kind of quarterly or or biannually off of uh, with a couple of people leading them. But I think the key with it is um, is making sure it's like a cross functional team. So you know, it's not just a product led initiative. Product is a thing in it, but it involves marketers. It involves like our FP&A team. Uh, it involves uh, uh, folks from customer support, data operations. So whenever we're doing this stuff, we're not just focused on like a product experience. We're focused on a uh, on, on the total thing that we need to build and create that's going to transform us and, and, and help us move ahead of the competition. So I think, I think oftentimes mm. you kind of look at your roadmap and you're focused on like, what are the things that we need to do to drive like feature parity or, or, or the problems that our customers are bringing up as opposed to the, these more seismic shifts that need to happen within your, within your organization that is going to take you to, to that new level. So you mentioned you know, all these people in the team involved in that overall product experience. Is there somebody who would say, you know, should really own product experience? Because obviously, you know, development teams in charge of product development, but it seems there's just a lot more people involved than beyond just the development team. Um, so, you know, especially maybe for you guys obviously have a lot bigger, you know, team and resources to work with and, and maybe for smaller SaaS companies, how can they think about who should be really owning? Is that, is that the CEO's job? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because I think that's debated in every organization, mm-hmm. um, and and it'll be violently debated in in some mm-hmm. places. You know, we we had it living in product, um, and uh, and and that's fine. Uh, I think what the challenge with it is always like it gets disconnected. Um, I, I don't. Th- I think that the, the 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 issues that most organizations have when we're looking at like this overall kind of customer experience is. Is you know you have different channels, uh, you know whether it, you, like we have a sales channel, we've got a, a self serve channel, we have resellers, you know we have integrations and partners. It's it, and so to try to craft out these spaghetti journeys that exist with customers, it's like mm. what is what does it mean uh, for all of them? And trying to have a cohesive experience across all of them is really really challenging. So mm. I think there's there's like this you know a lot of companies have hired these like chief experience officers and these roles like that so that they can actually tackle this 
thing. And I think that's probably the next big frontier. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff written on, you know, this CMO role is dead. Long live the chief experience <laughs> officer, right? And and it's it's all saying the same thing, but I think it it, it is actually a bit of a different kind of skill set and mindset that people need to bring to the table because they need to be understanding customer support and they have to understand marketing and they need to understand product and product development and and how all of these things and sales and the sales organization and how all of these things are are interconnected. Mm. Um, I think today it's a it's a role that's largely filled either by a CMO or by a CPO or by a combination of those two uh, those two people to make sure that that that's that happens and those experiences happen across the board. Got it. Um, and then you mentioned, you know, you guys have so many different, you know, growth channels or levers, right? You have on the sales side, on the marketing side, uh, you know, and, and then on the product experience side, I feel like that one might be a little bit more challenging. But how do you, you know, uh, you know, what's your experience or maybe in kind of demonstrating ROI on product experience? Because, you know, with, with marketing, it was kind of clear, okay, this is your CAC, you're able to drive down cost per lead or cost per acquisition. With sales, you know, kind of same same thing and your closing rate and, and all, the, yeah. all those kind of uh, KPIs. When it comes to product experience, you're like, okay, we're going to invest in this you know, new product here. Um, you know, how do you kind of track and do you have a process maybe that some SaaS founders can listen in and help uh, cr- you know, create that, that you know, attract that ROI around it? Yeah, for sure. I, I think it kind of goes back to how, how you do the, the product planning side of things. So, you know, I was mentioning before, like, hey, if we, if we have a new product initiative, um, uh, like, what is it going to be actually driving? So it's it's really alignment on like what is that what is that metric and or or grouping of metrics um, across the funnel that that we're doing to invest in something. So so say if we're launching in a new market um, and and there's a whole bunch of, of product needs that have to happen for us to be compliant within within that market. Um, you know we're accounting, so let's say hey, it's invoicing, it's compliance because there's like a whole bunch of regulatory stuff. So we got we have to make sure we integrate with like the 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 local market tax systems and all of these kinds of things. What if we go in there? Um, it's going to probably be like growth, user growth, and and gross new MRR is going to be the metric that we're looking to and making sure we're all agreeing that that's what it is and constantly going back and revisiting that business case. We know that there's going to be other like halo metrics, like you know there's going to be some ARPU upside maybe and and other things. But what what you know I think it's it's always making sure that you're you're focused at at what is that thing, what is that core revenue driver that that product is going to going to be bringing in and getting every all the operators in within in the business or or even if it's yourself to be like yes I'm signing up for that number so mm. it's it's really about like kind of that that goal alignment um and and so whether it's if if you are trying to develop product um initiatives that are just focused on user growth or just focused on ARPU or whatever it may be it's it's always making sure that that those uh that that you're measuring it all back to those things too. And then ongoing, you're going to have like, you know, churn and, and, and your engagement metrics and all these kinds of things that you're going to be looking at um, uh, constantly um, so that you're, you're making sure that all of the core items that you're doing within your platforms are, are, are netting what you need to do from a, from a user engagement standpoint as well. Mm, love it. Love it. Um, and, and then, you know, we, last kind of question around, you know, product-led, you know, go-to-market strategy. You know, that's kind of come up as a standard in some of the best SaaS products we've seen in the past. Um, would you say the best way to grow is kind of given that opportunity for prospects to get up close and personal to the product? You know, with, for example, like those free trials accounts or any of these strategies? Or um, is it kind of that whole experience we talked about? Yeah, I think, you know, I think... Um, 
you know, product-led GTMs are, are uh, is an interesting is an interesting area. Like, you know, free trials, freemium products. We we offer a free trial. We like it. We think it works. Mm. Um, but it's also um, it's also a, a real big challenge as well. So yeah. you know, when when people get in there, um, you know, I think I think it's if if we believe that the experience is going to be done once they get in and once that trial is created. You know, it's that's completely faulty. So, so it's like, well, first there's like that whole machine that needs to work to get the person into the trial or into the freemium product, and then there's the whole whole like next side of it around like, is this product for me? So, mm. so just because we've got them in and they're staring at it, that that could be mm-hmm. the actual kiss of death for a lot of work for, for a lot of companies because you know, you, you get into it and and most SaaS products are have to be built up by data or connections or integrations or whatever has to happen. So you get in there and then all of a sudden you're kind of you have this product paralysis. Yeah. And so, so the customer is like, I do not know what my first thing that I need to do is. And, and especially if they're a non-technical person, like we're going after like, you know, folks who just need to get in there. Time is their most valuable resource. So it's like the minute they get there, I've got to like, we have to be on them to make sure that we're taking them into the product to do the things that they need to do to see themselves in it. So it's absolutely like can be great. But, um, you know, like anybody who's like marketed apps or games or anything like that, it's like, that first kind of 48 or 24 hours is like that moment where you just need to get them super engaged in it. And if you have a complex product, like, I mean, hey, accounting software, there's like a gazillion things you can do within it. Um, it's like, it is really, really difficult to, to be able to, to understand all those different customers, their intent, and then bring them into the product the right way. So that's the stuff like we're super focused on, on trying to make sure like, we're getting that intent. We're passing the data through all of our systems. We're we're selling the customer, or, or or you know, giving them the experience that they need to do to make sure that they're they're dialed into that thing that they came to solve that pain for. So so I think within everything, it has to really kind of look at like across those areas. How are you connecting all the data points so that you know if I know that someone clicked on a clicked on an SEM ad that that had to do with like payroll and then they read two articles that had to do with payroll accounting and and some and, and I know they're from the the US then I can guide them into a mm. into an onboarding path or I, I you know I might say hey you know what self serve is not the channel for you you've got to call talk to a salesperson because you know they 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 can build the appropriate um, the appropriate product mix for you and uh, and do it in a much faster way than we ever could through through marketing automation so a right. huge, huge area of just looking at all of it and how it all really comes together. Yeah. So it sounds like you, you can't have a one kind of solution fits all here when it comes to product led. You have to still be able to to kind of segment and, and still have some personalization uh, yeah, to, to make it work better here. Yeah. Absolutely. And personalization is one of those crazy terms where it's like we all want it, but nobody has it. So, you know, I still would say, hey, we're just segmenting. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah, doing exactly. the, it's doing the best we can, but at least <laughs> understanding those different segments because if I could ever get to a uh, get to a one to one experience within the product, that would be absolutely fantastic. But I'm yeah. still a little bit away from that. Thank you all for listening in to this episode and joining SaaS District today. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe for future episodes where we interview top leaders in the SaaS industry. If you're a SaaS company looking to grow and unlock the true value of your business, get in touch with us at horizoncapital.com. And myself or one of our consultants will provide a free assessment to help you get there and hit your goals. If you have any feedback or suggestions for this podcast, please DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Horizon Capital and help us improve our content for you all. Thanks again and hope to see you on the next one.